0: Hey guys, welcome back to Anchorcast. If it is your first time tuning in, please remember to subscribe to the podcast, and you can also follow us on social media so you can get the latest updates on everything going on. This week, our pastor David White continues our sermon series. Found. We hope you enjoy. So, uh, man, first of all, whew, um, if you don't know me, I'm David uh some of most of you know this but i'm a school teacher i'm a public school teacher i teach a group of 12 11 10 year olds and we are headed into one of the funnest times as a teacher the holidays right i mean remember the the good old days when you're like making little things ornaments and writing thanksgiving like this is a fun time um a couple of years ago, I was reminded of this. A couple of years ago, my school was doing a, a donuts for dad thing. Remember that? Like you go sit down with some daddies and you eat some donuts. We were doing this donuts with dad, and at the time, I was teaching at a middle school, and it was really, really it was a really big middle school. And I remember I had to get these kids to take these permission slips home to give to their dads. And I'm saying, hey, you know, go, go invite your dad, go invite your grandpa, your uncle, go invite your neighbor, go invite your brother, go invite your cousin, go invite some guy in your life who's kind of like a dad to you. And uh, I'm I'm trying to get all the kids fired up. In middle school, remember in kindergarten, Donuts with Dad was like everyone did it. In middle school, like no one did Donuts with Dad. It was like not the cool thing anymore. It was, um, and so I'm selling it. I'm selling this Donuts with Dad and my kids are all pumped up. I can just see it in their their little eyes. And I say, "All right, go to break, go to break right now." And as they leave to go, they have like a ten minute break. And as they leave to to go to to break, one little one girl, one I call her little, but one girl stayed in her seat. Uh, she wasn't very little. She was like the biggest girl on campus, and and she was like twelve, but she was like. Month. like she was like a stud at every sport. She was like the feared girl. Everyone was scared of that girl. But she stayed in her seat. And I'm sitting over there doing my little work. I'm grading paper, doing whatever teachers do, right? And and this little girl, I, I keep looking at her. I'm like, hey destiny, uh, you gonna go to recess? Like, are you gonna go play? Are you gonna go walk around? Or what like you gonna go? And she stood up and she started walking to me. And as she's walking to me, she's holding this little Donuts with Dad slip in her hand. And as she's walking up to me, she looked kind of like weird. Like she looked kind of sad or something. And I said, hey, you going to go to the Donuts with Dad? I'm sure most of you guys know what I'm about to say, but she's like, hey, I don't have a dad. I just got done selling it. Like, oh, bring your dad, bring your mom, bring your grandma, bring someone. And she's like, I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have a dad and I said let me see that paper and I said can I go with you I'm not trying to be all sappy I'm just telling you what happened I'm. Just, can, I, can I go with you can I go and she got all beady-eyed she got all lit up man and she looked at me and she said yeah Is it, can you do that and I'm like I, man I, Destiny I'd love to go I would love to go and she said yeah yeah I said give me this paper and I signed that I said I'm like Mr. White boom here you know, show up, and she says, "I'll be there. I'm gonna be there, Mr. White." Remember, this is that girl that, that, like, the tough, gruesome, like, football girl, and she's like all like cute, acting all like a little girl. She like I saw a kid in this little girl right here. And she's like, "Mr. White, I'm gonna be there." And she walks out, and she's like, "Dear, like eyes are red." She's walking out of my class, and and as she's walking out, she gets to the door, and she turns around. I'll never forget this. She said, "Mr. White, one more thing." I said, what's up, Destiny? (laughs) Is it okay if I call you Papa? Dude, dead serious. And I said, what? (laughs) I said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Only tomorrow. (laughs) Only tomorrow you can call me Papa. And we went to Donuts with Dad. She sat with me. We sat up right up front. We had maple bar. We had, dude, and dude, this little girl... It was crazy. It was like the most important. It was like incredible for me as a teacher. Now, I share that because at the end of the school year, sixth graders, they get all sappy, right? They're crying. I'm going to miss you. And they're sitting there. They're getting all crying. And, and this girl, Destiny, comes up to me and she's like, Mr. White, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss you next year. And she's crying, right? She's Man, you've been like a dad, you know, like she's saying all this stuff. And we used to joke around like she's my daughter and stuff. And as she's leaving, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to miss you. I'm like, and I said this, I said, Destiny, friends, friends will come and go. But you're, but you know what? We're family. You're stuck with me. And she looked at me. Her eyes got huge. And she just started crying some more. Now, I'm not saying all these cute, sappy stories to make you feel all good and, hey, everyone, I'm a teacher. No, I'm not doing all that. I'm, I'm simply saying those because I know next week is Thanksgiving and many people around this nation will be gathering around a table with their family, with the people closest to them, Yet there will be many others, maybe even in this room, who are sitting around a table, but maybe they don't have what they're looking for. They don't feel connected. We started this series called Found, and it's very simple, just this one word. And when, mo- when most people see this, it's, they think, oh, it's another series. It's another sermon on me being lost and now I'm found. Right? And, and that's not what I'm talking about. That's... That's a cute little phrase, but I'm not talking about that tonight. This is more about what you are looking for. This is more about what you find. See, the truth is that we spend most of our lives looking for something, whether it's looking for friends or looking for a college or looking for a job or looking for love, man. We're looking for our cell phone. We're looking for something for the most of our lives. And I'm going to take it a little further. Many of us in this room, and many more of us out there, man, we are looking for something deeper. We're looking for purpose. We're looking for some sort of fulfillment. We're looking for, for uh, man, some of us are looking for acceptance. Some of us are looking for, for something spiritual. Some of us are looking for a family. Last week I got to talk a little bit about finding or, or seeking God and finding acceptance. Tonight, I, I simply want to talk about family. I want to talk about finding God and finding family. There's this uh, sentence in this letter. A guy named Paul writes this letter to this, these people in Galatia. And Macy, can you... Uh, or Maddie, can you grab my, my Bible right there? This guy named Paul, he writes this letter to this, this group of people in this place called Galatia. And I just want to read a sentence. Maybe two sentences. And it's in Galatians. I have it on that piece of, that card right there, but it goes like this. Galatians 4, 4. It says, But when the time had full, finally, er, when the time had fully come, when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. My Bible right here, it says that we might receive the full rights of sons, but I kind of like that adoption. Growing up, I had a, a friend, he was adopted, and I was like in third grade when I, when I found that out. I went like to his house, I, I think I went to his house or maybe his parents picked him up or something and... And I remember going over there after school to play, and I remember seeing his parents for the first time, and his parents were Mexican, and my friend was white. And I looked, and I I was look, and as a third grader, I was so confused. I've never seen this before. His parents were were Mexican, and the kid was white, and I remember going home, I said, hey, mom, uh, you wouldn't believe Jimmy's parents are Mexican. And my mom said, yeah, he's adopted. <laughs> my dad I think I remember my dad literally saying, "Like, yeah, yeah, he's adopted. And I want to talk really quickly. Man, there's something very special about being adopted. There's probably some of us in this room who are, are, are adopted, but there's something very special about being adopted because you're taking a child who doesn't have a mom, and you're giving him a mom. You're taking a, a kid who doesn't have a dad, and you're giving him a kid or a dad maybe maybe you don't have brothers or sisters and maybe you're giving this child brothers and sisters man you're literally taking a child who doesn't have a family and you're saying hey man i got you i got you a family there's something very special about adoption i have some friends who are in the process of adopting some kids or at least one and i love his perspective Because he told me just what I just said. He's like, man, we're literally choosing someone to have a family. And before I get going, this is not my whole talk tonight. But I just, before I get going to what I really want to talk about, I just want to stop and say, man, you've been accepted, but then you've been adopted. See, I was not adopted by my parents. They just got stuck with me. This is boom, boom, there I am, the little Davy, there he is. But adoption, you literally get to choose who's on your family's team. It says to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship or daughtership. To receive a family. I'm gonna keep going because right after that it says, Because you are sons or daughters. Because you are sons or daughters, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Now, just really quick, I I know many of you have heard this before, but that word Abba, that Abba word right there is only used once other time in scriptures. And it's when Jesus was was it with tears in his eye his eye the day the night before he was going to die asking his father if there's anything else. Man, let me do that. If there's anything else, if I don't have to die, Father, Abba, let me do anything else. But he follows through. That word Abba is an intimate word for father. It's a, like daddy, dad, dad. Now, most of you guys know I have a couple of kids, and, and they don't call me Dad-Dad. They call me Daddy. They call me Dad. They call me Father. No, they do not call me Father. They, they call me like normal, like American Dad things. But every now and then, dude, oh, gosh, this is my favorite. Every now and then, my daughter or my son, either one of them, there's no rhyme or reason to this thing, but every now and then, I'll be sitting down on the couch or something, and they will crawl, dead serious, they will crawl into my arms. My son did this like two days ago, and the, he'll act like a baby. I don't know why he does it. He'll act all like cute and start snuggling and put his head in my armpit and stuff. And then, and then he'll, they'll start saying, dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, what are you, are you a baby? And they look at me, and there's, they're like so, like, I can, like, there's a piece of them in there that's like messing around. But then there's also a piece that's like so intimate. So childlike, so so puppy-ish, right? And that's literally the word. When Paul is writing this, he's saying, dude, you know when Jesus was talking to his dad? That's the same way you get to talk to the father. Abba, dad-dad, crawl into his arms. It says, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God made you an heir. Simply speaking, if you believe what this old book says, man, that means that you and I are royalty. We're princes. We're princesses of the King of Kings. And we can come into a Sunday. And we can go on to our work and we can go to a Tuesday or a youth group or a this or that and say, hey everyone, I'm a Christian, but we don't live like sons and daughters of the King. Some of us right now are just sitting there and we're going through the motions because, and I'm just going to be real for us for just a second. Dude, when we have been accepted, We have been adopted and invited to a family to sit at a table, just like Thanksgiving, with the King of Kings. Not because of what you've done, not because of how cool you are, not even because you go to a church, but because simply who you are. Adoption is chosen. Adoption is chosen. I was talking to some people, yeah, we're looking to adopt a kid. From Africa, preferably the age of like infant to three, and girl, like, you know, like, and I'm just thinking, man, the, 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 the ability to choose exactly, and the, the point is this, you were exactly made just how you are, perfect, beautiful, but then chosen, adopted, taken in. i have uh, always wondered this thing and, and i'm just gonna just open up for a second i've always wondered this this thought i'm gonna invite you into my question right now there's there's these scenes in the bible where jesus walks up to people and he says hey hey man could you follow would you follow me uh hey would you follow me and and Oftentimes in the Bible, it just says they, they just dropped their things. They immediately followed Jesus. They, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He just walks up to some fisherman, and he's like, hey, follow me. And they're like, okay. And they follow this guy, Jesus. And I've always kind of wondered, like, I've always kind of thought in the back of my mind, like, what did they see in this guy? If some random dude walked up to me and he said, hey, follow me, He'd have to look really, 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 really like he knows what he's doing for me to just stop what I'm doing and follow him. But what really keeps me asking that question is what kept these people coming back? What kept these guys day after day, year after year for about three years, they traveled around homeless walking around with this Jesus, this, this teacher, this guy who just simply said, hey, follow me. And they followed him. And I have to ask Myself, man, was it, was it the look in his eye? Did he have like a little like salesman kind of thing? Did Jesus have like a, uh, like did he have just a twinkle or something? Like when they looked into his eye, did they see something more? Did they see someone who loved them? And, and I got to I gotta say this, I, I don't really have the answer for that other than this. I, I really believe they found something they craved. I truly believe that these guys, when they, when they followed Jesus, they found a family. I believe they found a family. Hmm. If you find God, you will find a family. And here's the thought. Next week is Thanksgiving. Next Thursday, many of you are going to go sit down somewhere in some table and have turkey and hang out with your family or whatever, but some of us don't um, have that. And here's the thought. Um, A good family, a good family has roles. When I was a kid, my mom just made all the things. She made the turkey, she made everything. But my wife's family, it's kind of interesting. Everybody has their own little thing. Everybody has their own little spot. Like everybody in the family makes something for the thanksgiving meal so like we got stuck with green bean casserole we got to make and take it to my my uh my in-laws or my yeah my my sister's sister's house and we're bringing the green bean casserole because that's our part in the family um in the same way in the very same way you cannot connect with a family if you're not doing anything Some of us show up on a Sunday, some of us go to church, some of us grew up in church, and dude, we're Christian, bro. I'll sing a song, but dude, you are just going through the motions and you are getting nothing. See what happened with these disciples, what happened is that they were they were seen and they they were chosen and they were adopted and then they were able to see something that they craved, they they missed. They didn't get with their everyday friends, their, their everyday job of fishing. They were able to find a family. I'm like, I, and I am convinced, my friends, I am convinced that you can find what you're looking for in a place like this. I'm convinced that you can find a family in God. And that is Sunday school to the max. But I'm sticking with it. Remember in the old days when... Off-topic a little bit, but remember that when the old days when you're like in a pool and you had all your friends like swim Or walk in the same direction in the pool, like you like we used to call them whirlpools I don't know if that's a thing like does everyone call it whirlpools. Okay, everyone calls it a whirlpool We're going around a circle and we're making a whirlpool. I remember our friend. Hey guys, whirlpool And we're just like And you just start walking around in this circle and you do it for a long time If you do it long enough, man, the water, the current, it just starts going fast. It's really fun, man. One of my favorite things to do was just to, like, let go and then just, like, let it take me everywhere. And I just want to say something to that point really quick. Dude, that's what a family is. A family is a group of people going in the same direction. And the cool part is this. If somebody slips, if somebody messes up, if somebody falls, because the ground used to get slippery, you know what I'm talking about? You literally get carried in the same direction by the current. You literally get carried. A good family, a good community, a good group is a group of people who are devoted to each other, going in the same direction. And when we slip, because it's slippery, we're picked up by the current and we're taken a little further. That got Jesus talking to these, these, these disciples, his friends, the night before he died, right before he said this Abba Father thing. He's sitting around this table, just like Thanksgiving. Probably a table that looked just like this or that right there. And he has all his friends, there's about 12 of them. And he's looking at them all, he has some bread, he has some wine. And he says, hey, this is my command. Love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. He's saying, dude, love each other like I love you. Why did he say that? Because, dude, it ain't normal. It ain't normal to love each other. This is a dog-eat-dog world, my friend. It is. Get get to the top no matter what. You can leave a trail of friends behind you, but as long as you get there, man, you're good. But Jesus is saying, dude, love each other as I have loved you you as a father has loved his kids. See, the Bible only records like 2% of what happened with Jesus. I got to wonder about that 98%, dude. What was happening when Jesus was walking around, his friends following him? What would happen when like they go to sleep in some random person's house, dude? I got to think that 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 there are times when Jesus would simply just love on these guys. He's saying, dude, look around. Love each other as I have loved you because this is a family. This is a family. I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you tonight to not go through the motions. Life is way too short for that, man. I want to encourage you tonight to to find a family. Family. I'm encouraging you to find not only just a mom and dad, hey, that's cool, but find a community that will pick you up and take you further than you can ever go. And then once you find it, I'm going to encourage you to do this. Love each other as I have loved you. God speaking. When I stand up here, and Jake stands up here, and we say, Hey man, I just want to let everyone know, You're all accepted here, doesn't matter if you're black or white, fat or short or skinny or Republican or Democrat, dude, you're you're accepted here. And I want you to know that I don't invite you guys here to be my friend. I don't want to pack this place out because I think that's the next cool thing. I don't care if it's just three of us, dude. If you don't want to be here, dude, don't show up. I invite you here to be my brother to be my sister because dude I want to be honest with you I need a family I have a fantastic mom I have a great dad I have a cool sister man I have a great wife I have some awesome beautiful kids and dude I will forever say hallelujah because of that stuff but dude I need something deeper something within the community And it's so interesting that that's how Jesus set up his church. Yet, where are we at today in 2018? I can show up once a week. Can you imagine Paul or Peter or James or John saying, Hey, bro, where do you go to church? I go to the river down the street. Yeah, can I come check out your church, bro? Because mine's not doing anything for me, bro. I'm not getting anything out of it. Oh, uh, yeah, you can, but I won't be there this weekend. I'm gonna be out of town. I'm gonna be at Disneyland. Uh, but you can come the next weekend because I really love the worship and I love the kids program, dude. And then, can you imagine Paul saying, "Oh, cool, dude? Do they have a singles meeting? Do they have? Can you imagine these people talking like that?" No, I can't, dude. I can. I, I, I'm kind of laughing at that because. That's weird to me, but yet we talk about church all the time like that. Oh, I, I, no, I got a little stomach ache. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, man, I'm going to miss. I got to be there. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, where do you go, church, bro? Mine just sucks, bro. They're weak. <laughs> um, and we get into this routine of church being a club. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm going to encourage you. You will get nothing out of the family unless you... Give in," Jesus said, man, dude, my command is this. The day before he dies, if you could say anything in the world, I'd say a lot of other things, but he says, my command is this. I'm about to die tomorrow. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Because we're family. Because we're family. That little girl, Destiny, every now and then, she'll send me an email. She's in high school now. I think she's about a, a junior She'll send me an email or she'll update me on her basketball team. She's in Sanger and uh, she'll call me Papa on there. And I just think it's really cute. But I also think I touched on something inside of somebody that she was looking for. Our series is called Found. Tonight is simple. You find God you find a family because no matter what you've done no matter what who you are you've been accepted but you've been chosen to be adopted and then look around there's a whole bunch of brothers sisters people who are unfit yet we're in this together I say we make a whirlpool And then change the world. That's just my thought.